with Brad Marchand and Craig Smith both in COVID-19 protocol. The Boston Bruins caught themselves standing still against the Vegas Golden Knights in a 4-1 loss. Going to talk about last night's game as well as answer some of your mailbag questions on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, December 15th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, so whether you're an Apple user, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, Pocket Cast is what I use. Please do hit that subscribe button and uh, download, listen, and enjoy at your leisure. The podcast can also be found on YouTube if you want to consume via video. Smash that subscribe button over there as well. Even if you're not going to watch, just hit subscribe. It would be very helpful to me. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin. Got, if you have a beard, get Primal, stops the itch, and makes your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use promo code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. Uh, and finally, if you are on Twitter, on Instagram, you can find the podcast at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Now... Uh, what a day yesterday was, not even just for the Boston Bruins, but around the NHL. I believe uh, the last count before puck drop last night was 23 players around the league put in COVID-19 protocols. That's the equivalent of a full active roster. And then I think a couple guys were actually pulled from a game uh, during, uh, yeah, during the course of action last night. Uh, as far as the Bruins go, it was Brad Marchand and Craig Smith put in COVID-19 protocol, unavailable for last night's game. And hopefully, fingers crossed, there are no um, further cases announced here this morning or further players put in COVID-19 protocol. The Bruins are scheduled to travel today to uh, New York for a game tomorrow night against the Islanders. And uh, again, fingers crossed that the remaining players are able to go. Uh, Oscar Steen and Jack Stanika were called up for last night's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, neither player uh, was in the lineup, uh, but they were around just in case of emergency, emergency call-ups with uh, again, Marchand and Smith put on COVID-19 protocol. So the Bruins uh, went out and laid a bit of an egg against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they fell by a score of 4-1. to one. The shot margin wasn't too wild. It was 25-24 in favor of Vegas, but they uh, got a couple lucky bounces. Let's be clear, there was 
you know, one that went off Derek Forbord, I believe another that went off a Bruin stick. Uh, but uh, just the effort was not there from the Boston Bruins. And it was something that was acknowledged um, after the game by head coach Bruce Cassidy. He said, we were standing still a lot in situations against uh, the type of neutral zone game they play. Uh, the Bruins had to be moving better. They talked about it, just didn't reinforce it enough. Guys took a while to get their feet moving. They were easy to check because they weren't moving. I don't know if it's a case of, you know, coming back from Western Canada, uh, guys, whether or not it's COVID related, have been under the weather. There's been some non-COVID related illnesses going through the, the team. Um, and then kind of perhaps the, maybe not shock, but just the, the weight of having COVID go through the room once again. Uh, whatever the case, the Bruins just did not have it going last night. Uh, getting down 3 nothing, obviously not a winning formula for any team. Uh, typically, the Bruins have started well, but uh, you know they just weren't able to recover from those three early goals. And it was pretty, I don't want to say unwatchable, but there wasn't much going on after that. The only bright spot was a uh, Patrice Bergeron goal that was set up beautifully by Taylor Hall, uh, kind of behind the net, skated out, passed it to Bergeron, who buried it past Robin Leonard. But uh, Hall um, was not able to record a shot on net, and neither was David Pasternak. And if you're not going to get anything from the top line, even without Brad Marchand, it's going to be a rough night. Um Previously, Hall looked pretty good on the top line. Uh, I was expecting a little bit more from him last night um, and just was not able to step up. Cassidy said, you know, previously with Bergeron and uh, Pasternak, Hall was in attack mode, second effort on pucks. Um, shouldn't change no matter who you're lining up with. He shouldn't, you know, have his play elevated or dropped because of being on the first or second line. But um, yeah, that's what they were looking for from him, taking ownership of a full 200 foot game. Uh, if he does lose the puck, working hard to get it back, having the same mentality, no matter who you're playing with. And uh, to his credit, he did have some good 200 foot efforts. He kind of broke up a uh, odd man rush uh, where it hit off a stick. The Knights were still able to get a shot off, but it was a good effort to get back. But, you know, zero shots from either of those guys. Uh, you're not really going to to uh, get the job done there for sure. Um, we're going to answer some questions about Nick Felino here in a moment, but I thought he had an okay game, four shots on goal, a couple blocks, four hits. Um He's a big bear of the night candidate for sure. Eric Howla, four shots on goal, four hits. Uh, and uh, I think in the end, I'm going to give it to Nick Felino. A lot of people are down on Felino. He hasn't scored a goal for the Boston Bruins as of yet. A lot of people, well, we'll get to that in the mailbag question here, who we're starting to compare him to. But, um, you know, I thought the effort was there last night, 16 minutes of ice time. Some power play time, four shots, 
to lead the Bruins, tied with Eric Halla. Uh, he had uh, four hits, trying to get physical, a couple of blocks. Uh, the production isn't there, but he's kind of that veteran presence uh, that is in the room at the moment to try to help uh, get things going. So not many positives from last night. His play, I thought, was one of them. And, um, yeah, hopefully he can hit the scoreboard uh, sooner than later. Uh, again, as I record, kind of waiting on to see if there are any further COVID cases coming down. Uh, but the story yesterday was Marchand out, Craig Smith out, Bruins kind of caught standing still, flat-footed, no energy, little fight in their games. and. Uh, that can't happen in these next games coming up. Very winnable games against the New York Islanders, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, the Senators, maybe not so much. They beat Florida 8-2 to last night, if you can believe it. Uh, so they're not an easy out at the moment. Uh, the Islanders, though, will be without Matt Barzell. He's in COVID-19 protocol. The Canadians are a mess, so they really need to come out with some strong efforts in those two games for sure. Now, before we get to some mailbag questions, let's talk for another moment about primal origin oils. As you can see, I'm a bit unshaven at the moment. I usually go about uh, a month or so between shaves and I haven't maintained my beard because it tends to get very itchy and uh, a little unkempt, but with primal origin oils, they have so many great products that are free from harmful synthetics and also great smelling that help with that itch and uh, make your beard look really healthy and groomed. They make balms, oils, whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products. They're all fair trade certified, handcrafted in the USA, and their combo kits make a great holiday gift if you're shopping uh, for yourself or a beard wearing person in your life. Um, we know that every company claims to have the best, but primal origin oils challenge you to compare their ingredients and the feel and beard to other products you've used. We promise you'll see and feel a difference. Use promo code locked on to get 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. That's promo code locked on at checkout for 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Now, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar, and they have a bunch of great deals going on right now so that you can either pick up some delicious, nutritious protein bars to help you get through holiday shopping or family gatherings, or as uh, delicious stocking stuffers. Life hack, get some Built Bars. I recommend some of the uh, Built Bar Puffs that are full of marshmallow and get yourself a cup of hot chocolate from Dunkin', Tim Hortons. Dip a Built Bar Puff into that hot chocolate and oh my gosh, it is so good. Right now you can go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That is Built.com, promo code LOCK15. 15% off at built.com. Uh, get Santa to throw a few built bars in those stockings. Get your favorite flavors today. Gives you that extra fuel to get through the holiday season. Delicious, covered in 100% chocolate, but also good for you. All right, I put out a call for some mailbag questions here this morning. And uh, you all 
came through with some good ones. Um, let's get to those right now. The first uh, comes from, uh, let's see here, Art Boline, Bolin, Boline, uh, who asks, when fancy stats so dramatically show Riley having a more positive influence than Forbort and Riley's getting healthy scratched, what do we make of analytics? Uh, so I looked at the on-ice numbers for Bruins defensemen this season. Jack Deshaun's a bit of an outlier because he only played one game. But if you look at, you know, shot attempt differential, while uh, players are on the ice, Mike Riley is Boston's number two defenseman behind uh, Jake Jacobs Borrell, actually. He has a shot attempt differential of 55.32. Uh, if you look at uh, goal differential, 61.11. Expected goals, um, 58.35. And then if you look at uh, Derek Forbort, he is uh, well down the list when it comes to shot attempt differential, uh, 48.31. Uh, only John Moore has a lesser number than, uh, than Forboard at this point. When it comes to high danger chances generated while he's on the ice, Mike Riley, 64.21. Forboard, 47.86. Again, uh, only he and John Moore are... Uh, or sorry, only John Moore has a lower number than Derek Forbort. So why Forbort and Moore were in the lineup over um, over Riley last night, I don't really get it. Um, all things considered, I'd love to see Riley in the lineup, Zborl in the lineup when he's healthy. I would like to see um, Jack Ashawn recalled. He looked really good. Uh, they seem committed right now to, to giving Mo John Moore some time. I don't know if that's in order to, you know, attract some attention on the, uh, the trade front, maybe try to package him in a deal with Jake DeBrusque. Uh, but yeah, I don't really get why Riley is the odd man out at the moment. Uh, he's played well, not really getting, you know, perhaps the point production that you'd like to see, but in terms of, Driving play, underlying numbers. He's much stronger than um, than uh, than Derek Forbort. Now that could be a function of Forbort playing on the top pair with Charlie McAvoy and uh, getting maybe some more difficult matchups. But that in itself is a problem. I, I don't get why uh, Derek Forbort is on the top of the Bruins depth chart when it comes to defense. Romano Mercandate uh, at Disc Jockey Rome asks, just read an article saying Arizona is shopping Jacob Chitrick. On a scale from 1 to 10, how fast should Sweeney be grabbing the phone? I saw that as well. That came out in uh, Elliot Freeman's 32 Thoughts last night. And, you know, he should be a 15 getting on the phone. Actually, when... Charlie McAvoy was selected by the Bruins in the first round a few years ago. I was very high on Jacob Chitrin and knowing more about him because I'm up in Canada, he's an OHL guy. Then I did about McAvoy. I, uh, I wouldn't say disappointed, but I was like, Oh, okay. I would have liked Chitrin, but McAvoy sounds good as well to be able to possibly 
have both of them in the lineup would be would be insane. And uh, the only problem there is Sweeney gets on the phone. What does he have to offer? Uh, it's really not much, as we've discussed in terms of trade assets. Um, Chitrin has a very team friendly contract, four point six million cap hit for the balance of this season, and then three more following that. Uh, he's had a rough season so far, only seven points through 26 games. He's minus 29 if you put any stock in that. Last season, though, 18 goals, 23 assists for 41 points. And he would be, uh, you know, just a perfect uh, defensive partner for uh, Charlie McAvoy. Whether Jake DeBrusque, Jack Stanika, Picks, whatever could get it done, I'm not sure. But it's certainly a conversation worth having for uh, Don Sweeney and the Arizona Coyotes. But I would imagine the cost would be pretty high. And I don't really get why Arizona would do this unless they are just completely uh, tearing everything down and want zero building blocks other than picks going on at the moment. But, you know, they have financial issues uh, and... Not that his contract is huge, but if they're cutting corners, uh, this is a way to do it, I guess. And, and it would really be uh, to the acquiring team's benefit to take advantage of this. Mike B at MDB82 asks, The Bs in the last few years have had signings that didn't turn out the way we all hoped. Uh, Beliski, Moore, Bacchus. Can we lump Felino in there? If Sweeney does the DeBrusque trade, and it turns out to be a stinker, are Don's days numbered? Let's start with Felino. Again, I mentioned him as my uh, big bear of the night last night. Maybe an unpopular opinion, but I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, Felino, yeah, zero goals so far for the Bruins. He did have four shots on goal last night, two, a bunch of hits, a couple blocks, and his leadership presence is invaluable as well. It isn't unfair to compare him to a David Backus, I would say more so than Belisky or um, John Moore, just because, you know, former captain, um, you know, Patrice Bergeron had a huge say in bringing him in kind of past his prime, but able to chip in uh, occasionally. He is a positive player when it comes to possession numbers, uh, just barely uh, when it comes to high danger chances, he's a bit better. 54.24 uh, just really not. Yeah. Able to move the needle that much, certainly offensively and uh, physically he seems to be somewhat limited as well. Um, not kind of throwing the body around as much as we would like last night aside. Um I'm not yet ready to put him in the back as box, but um, certainly perhaps not the best use of resources for the Bruins this past summer. Um, not to mention Hala and I mean, no six been pretty good, but Hala Felino haven't really moved the needle that much. And I think that more than a DeBrusque trade could be what puts Sweeney in trouble here. They had, they had a ton of cap space cleared with Rask coming off the books, with Krejci coming off the books, and to invest in these kind of depth players and not really have the needle moved that much 
uh, that could be problematic. But in all honesty, I could see Cassidy being replaced before uh, before Sweeney. That's usually how it works. The GM has kind of one last uh, shakeup in terms of trades, coaching change, and then if that doesn't work, then uh, then you see the um, the GM replaced. Speaking of David Backus, he had an appearance on the Cam and Strick podcast uh, the other day and um, talking about his difference of opinion on terms of how hockey should be played with Bruce, Bruce Cassidy, who was a smaller puck-moving defenseman. Uh, and Backus says he tried to eat a smaller puck-moving defenseman. Uh, so he tried to adapt to what the Bruins wanted him to be, but uh, that's just not who he was. So that was a point of contention for sure. And then, of course, being scratched in Game 7, very disappointing in the way his time ended. Um, I recommend you check out that podcast to get the full um, scope of what he said, but some really interesting comments from uh, from Bacchus for sure on his time with the Boston Bruins. Another question came in from Art Beline. What's the time frame on Zborl? Last night's game clearly showed how much they could use him. Not that his sample size makes him a top two or even top four, but he's 1,000 times better top 60 man than what was put out there last night. I agree. I don't know if 1,000% is accurate, but still, uh, he has been very good in his time this season. I believe the initial prognosis was a couple weeks, and he's been out several days now. So hopefully he's able to come back perhaps if not for this road trip, then uh, for the couple big games that the Bruins have before the break um, back at home. Thank you so much for sending in those questions. Really do appreciate it. And uh, hopefully I was able to answer them sufficiently. Bet online has you covered for all the props, odds, and lines that you need for the football season for hockey, for college, pro basketball, and they're your number one spot for all sports action this season. If you head to their new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Again, they have you covered for all their major sports as well as your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available this season. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's bet online where the game starts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. I mentioned the uh, concerning rise of COVID cases among NHL players that uh, was announced yesterday all over the league. Uh, The wild hurricanes game was postponed. A bunch of flames went in. COVID-19 protocol, again, the Bruins played them on Saturday. And so there seems to be some trickle down there. Matt Barzell, uh, Devin Taves in Colorado, some Canucks, Jets, Oilers, Flyers. It was just a mess. 24 players overall, I think. Uh, The good news is symptoms uh, seem to be minor because players are double vaccinated. And uh, they still do have to self-isolate if they have positive tests and go through subsequent uh, testing in order to be cleared. Pierre Lebrun reported the NHL isn't considering pausing the schedule because of recent outbreaks, but there could be uh, the return of enhanced protocols like mandatory mask wearing, 
social distancing. Uh, the concerns, or sorry, the outbreaks raise a lot of concerns about participating in the Olympics, something we've been talking about. I'd be shocked at this point if they do go to the Olympics, uh, considering not only the positive cases going around right now, but also the um, fact that they will have to isolate for a few weeks in China before coming back. So like Rachel Dory said on the podcast yesterday, say Pasternak, Bergeron, Marchand all go. They test positive over there. Uh, they can't play for the Bruins for a bunch of weeks after the Olympics. That would be uh, devastating to the Bruins' chances of, you know, not only competing in the playoffs, but, but perhaps even making the playoffs. As of right now, I didn't get to the uh, power rankings yesterday. Perhaps we'll do that uh, tomorrow. Uh, but as of right now, the Bruins in the Eastern Conference sit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth uh, behind the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, so right now, if the playoffs were to start today, based on point percentage, they would be playing the Carolina Hurricanes. And, uh, you know, that's um, a case where they're behind Detroit right now in terms of points, but they do have four games in hand on the Red Wings. Uh, all that to say, yeah, it's going to be uh, very interesting here over the next couple weeks. As I record here this morning, uh, no further updates on Bruins COVID outbreaks, but if anything does come out that's significant and or if there's a Jake DeBrusque trade, uh, I'll be sure to jump on and, and offer up a bonus pod. I tweeted last night that perhaps it's time just to, you know, with this COVID issues, uh, just bite the bullet and make a Jake DeBrusque trade just to have one less thing hanging over the team. Uh, perhaps said in a bit of frustration last night, but, you know, it'd be really good to get some guys on here that want to play for the team. Um, a lot of you pointed out the effort wasn't there from anybody. He's been playing better than some, which is true, uh, but he's the only guy who's made a public trade request. And uh, I'd like to see that resolved before the, the holiday break for sure. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's it. Today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. I hope you are all having a good week so far. I know things seem pretty heavy again with COVID and uh, yeah, some kind of PTSD coming around legitimate because it seems like we're heading for another rough stretch here throughout the winter. Um, but again, it doesn't look like hockey's going to be paused, so that can keep us going. We hope that players who do test positive uh, come back in good time and then they and their families are not, uh, you know, severely affected by it. And uh, we just keep trucking along here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow to preview, hopefully, a game against the New York Islanders and uh, to update the Atlantic Division power rankings. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Please do subscribe if you haven't already, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, with a new episode. Please do also subscribe to Locked On Bets as your second listen. They have some great uh, tips and daily plays for you to, uh, yeah, bring in some extra cash before Christmas. All right, that's it. Take care, friends. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.